Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, May the, I don't know, today the 7th? I think today's the 7th. I think, I feel like that's right, May 7th. Um, let's see here. Let me check, check that real quick. What's it say? Oh, yep, I nailed it. May 7th. I, um, Sorry for the squeaking. I was actually walking at the time. My feet, my shoes squeak on the ground. Um, man, what a crappy Saturday for the Derby. It's going to be cold and raining. And it rains every Derby day, I feel like. I can't remember the last time that it didn't rain for the Kentucky Derby. But, um, oh, man. Dude. What are the chances? Okay, so I come into work this morning on on a Saturday. Got a couple of projects I'm working on that I need to put a little bit of extra work into to kind of catch up where I was because I've been so busy with this house situation. I had to take off. Um, Had to leave early one day this week, and I had to take off uh, another day this week. Um, And so got some stuff to kind of catch up on, some metrics that I'm building, and... um, you know, I come in here today and it's deserted. Okay, there's like maybe some facilities or, or some maintenance guys here doing some some basic work. It's it, I mean the place is basically empty if you consider how many people are normally here versus what the parking lot is looking like right now. Since I have been in the building, which has been for about an hour now, I've seen one person the entire time since I walked in. So I'm sitting there, I get finished drinking my drink this morning, I've had my breakfast and everything on the way up, so I'm like, "Mm, you know what, I need to go to the bathroom. So I get up, go to the bathroom, Uh, again, don't see anybody, it's a ghost town. I mean, literally me walking through the building has activated all of the lights, you know, the motion sensing has turned all the lights on, just by me, it was black in here when I came in. So I go into the bathroom, I walk into a stall, as soon as I step into the stall, I'm pulling the door closed behind me, I hear the door open. And so I'm like, already like, are you kidding me right now? Nobody is in here. Nobody is in this place. But the moment I have to go to the bathroom, somebody else does. One of the handful of people that are in this building, I would, I, I would venture to say that there's probably less than 50 people in a building that normally supports like... 12 to 1500 on any given shift and i mean that i mean normally there's people everywhere in this place it's topped out and there might be 50 in here today and the moment that i have to go take a dump somebody else also needs to go to the bathroom and not only that i'm thinking oh maybe they'll come in take a leak you know wash their hands get get on the floor to go to work. Maybe they're just now coming in because of the time that it is. It was it was close to 7.30 at the time. And I go and I sit down and I, I get ready and they walk into a stall and they sit down two or three down from me, which honestly, thank God that if they had sat right next to me, I would have said something to them. <laughs> like, seriously, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, is there... It, not only does it make it bad enough that like you're trying to go to the bathroom and somebody walks in on you at that given time, like to go also when really you kind of planned it out to be like strategic and, 
and quiet and peaceful and everything because that's the way I like to do it at home. That's the way I want to do it here when I'm at work. You know, I want to try to bring that vibe with me everywhere I go. I want to come with the same energy, you know. Um, not only does it make it bad enough when somebody comes in while you're trying to go too, but yeah, oh, oh it's a double entendre there. Go to, T-O-O, go to, number two. Anyway, um, so it makes it that much worse when they sit right next to you, which has happened to me. Earlier this week, I'm, I walk in, go to the bathroom, I sit down, I may be in there for 30 seconds, getting ready to do my thing. Somebody walks in, comes into the bathroom, I'm already irritated, walks into the stall right next to me in an empty bathroom, 10 stalls on a wall, they take the one right next to me. What kind of fucking psychopath does that? What is, what, I'm, I, you know what kind of a broken person that you've got to be to be able to do something like that to somebody? To walk in to an empty bathroom and say to yourself, I got to take a shit. Here's 10 empty stalls. Wait a minute. That one's got boots underneath the door. I'm going to sit next to him. What? What? I mean, what kind of a sick person do you have to be? What? What level of fucked up did you see as a kid to make you think that was okay and that was normal? Are you kidding me? Oh, man, that burns me up. And you know what? I say that as a person who is respectful enough to where if I walk into that bathroom and I got to go take a dump, there's 10 stalls. If nine of them are full meaning, and, there's a, and there's a gap in between two people, I will hold it and not take that, that stall because I don't want to be the guy that interrupts that buffer, okay? In a full bathroom situation, proper bathroom etiquette dictates you leave a gap, okay? It's just how it is. You leave a gap. That's, I mean, I didn't make the rules. I just live by them, but that's what it is. And for somebody to be so mentally broken, you better have a disease. You better be going into that bathroom and taking that gap because you've got Crohn's and you're about to shit all over yourself. That's the only excuse. I'm sorry. And in all honesty, you should probably have to hang a sign on your stall that says that that's why you're doing it. I'm just saying, I think it's the right thing to do. I think that's what we should initiate right now as a public. Right? Uh, honestly, it's like, okay, the, the best thing about the, the gas station Bucky's, they just put a Bucky's in here in Kentucky. It's the first one in Kentucky. Um, you know, if you're not familiar with Bucky's, they're these enormous gas station superstores. They've got 120 pumps at this one. The actual inside of the gas station is a store. They sell fruit food and like not typical gas station food, like freshly made barbecue and beef jerky and fudge and good sandwiches and breakfast burritos. And they sell clothes and they sell sporting goods. I mean, like seriously anything. It's like, it's like if somebody kind of like distilled or condensed down a Walmart and the little Murphy's gas station, they expanded that side of it. 
and then just put it somewhere. That's what it's like, except the food is better. The best thing that they have, though, is the bathrooms. At Bucky's, the bathrooms are like the individual stalls might as well be their own rooms. Number one, the doors almost go to the floor, okay? Because honestly, why why does there need to be a gap in between the doors? I mean, I guess whatever to save space, it is what it is. But why? Who? What purpose is that serving? Nobody will ever know. I'm, I'm going to let it go. It's a rhetorical question. But they got doors that almost go all the way to the floor. And then more importantly, the walls. Yeah, there might be 30 stalls right next to each other. But the walls in between the stalls, get that rhyme for you, the walls between the stalls are like a foot thick cinder block finished off with tile. It's like taking a dump in your own private office. That is the standard that we need for corporate America. And I say corporate America, I'm an engineer, but I'm, I work in an office when I'm not out on the floor which means I'm in the corporate world. I dibble-dabble, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I get in there, I get my feet wet, I get back out and I do some real work, you know? And uh, that's what we need to, to read across to everywhere, every possible opportunity. We need to set that Bucky's bathroom as the gold standard and move forward from there. That's just my, my opinion, but I think it's a strong one. I think it's a good one. I think it goes somewhere, you know? Because I think there's nothing more that all of us hate. And I say all of us because I think that it's a general, a, a general concept. It is a shared opinion amongst all of humanity is that when we go into the bathroom, you don't want somebody sitting right next to you. You don't want somebody standing next to you if you're a guy at the urinal. All right. Nobody wants that. You have to establish a buffer zone. And if you can build a bathroom the way that Bucky's has set the standard on, you don't even need the buffer zone anymore. You could fill that bitch up because everybody is in their own room. And what what makes it better than that? The only way that it would get any better is if it was like one of those family bathrooms at like a, a theme park or something that is separate from the other typical men and women bathrooms that you walk into. You can close the door and lock it behind you. It's got enough space for your family to stand around in. You can you know, go to the bathroom and do your thing. Me and my wife and our kids have used it many times. We'll take all of our kids in there to the bathroom. We'll keep them in the wagon and we'll rotate them one by one. Everybody takes a chance on the potty. Me and her go at the very end. Everybody washes up. We get out and we do our thing. One quick 10, maybe 15 minute stop versus waiting in line for a bathroom and having to split your kids up and you're crammed into a teeny tiny small stall and there's three sets of feet in there like an you know like a, I, I don't like and I don't even know it's chaos is what it is honestly it's the de-evolution of humanity when you take kids into a regular bathroom that's honestly what it is you gotta you gotta use that man and the the bathrooms that they got at Bucky's that's the closest thing to a family restroom it really is now, the other option that we have here in my office, though, is that there is a standalone one one use bathroom. Um, it's got, you know, a toilet, a sink, a mirror. It's got, um, I think it's almost like a little vanity thing. 
They got feminine products in there, you know, and a little cubby in the wall. The only problem that I have with that, though, is that if you go in there and as a guy or a woman, because some women are foul, you go in there and you really blow it up. I mean, you're you're peeling the paint off the walls. You're in there cracking porcelain, making the transaction, if you will. And then you come out of there and somebody sees you and you exchange position, you know, you, you got to shoot them a look like, oh my God, you know, you got to be like, somebody really abused the bathroom in here, you know, shoot them a look, almost like warning them just to cover your tracks. Cause if you don't, they're going to know that it was you that went in there and abused it like that. And then your reputation at work is over. You might as well quit, put your page or two weeks in. You know, matter of fact, you probably don't even want to do that because then you got to live with everybody for the two weeks. If I if if something like that happened to me, I'm going to go right to my right to my desk. I'm going to grab my pictures of my family and my backpack and I'm just going to quit. I'm going to leave. You can't deal with that kind of embarrassment that you just went in there and you just tore up a, a place of peace and privacy like that. You You really can't. Oh, it's awful. It is awful. So I gotta I, I don't get to take the peace and time this morning. I gotta go ahead, I gotta rifle one out real fast, wash up and, and get out of there. But man, that's just the most annoying thing ever. Ugh, I tell you. Like I said, it is the derby day today. Um which is kinda cool, I guess. You know, an American tradition. Obviously a Kentucky tradition, but an American tradition, you know. The Kentucky Derby is the, I don't care what anybody says, it's the biggest horse race of the year. Um, I think that maybe not even necessarily for just America, you know, aside from like the um, World Equestrian Games, it's probably like the biggest horse racing event like in the world, honestly, the Kentucky Derby is. I mean, the other two Triple Crown races certainly don't uh, get as much uh, you know, pomp and circumstance as the uh, Kentucky Derby is, um, you know, I mean, n- na- national news crews all over the place. You got celebrities from all over the world showing up at the Kentucky Derby. I mean, when I was in high school, I worked the Kentucky Derby um, once, uh, or maybe twice. I can't remember. And, uh, and it was, it was crazy. We got there when this, we got there before the sun was up and we left after the derby. So we were there for like 13 hours that day. It was, it was exhausting. Basically just doing like, it, like I said, it was basic security. Like really just making sure people had badges, asking for help if we needed to, you know, and, uh, and directing people where to go, you know, but basic shit, you know, real, real simple stuff. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, we're hanging out there and, uh, you know, rained all day and the, uh, the amount of celebrities and famous people that you see coming in there, I mean, football players, I, uh, I saw Guy Fieri was there. Um, some people, uh, I think a couple of guys that I worked with had seen like, um, some of their famous musicians, rappers, things like that. You know, I can't really remember who else at the time, honestly. Um, my coolest moment, though, was that 
I was up on uh, the last time that I worked it. I was working the door at uh, Millionaire's Row, just making sure that the 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 rich folks that were coming up there were who they say they were, that they got their pass, and they're going to the right place. If you don't have a pass, you got to go back down down the escalator. That's what I was doing. And um, it was actually, it was really cool. Um, got to see a lot of famous people, but the best part was, so everybody has like a, they've got, once you get up there, everybody's got a booth, their own uh, special booth where they can get in there with their party and they can watch the race when it's going down. And so I'm standing there and um, we're, you know, I've got my back to the track because I'm watching the door, watching the people come in, making them show me their badge and, and all that. And, um, you know, I'm standing next to a booth, though. It's kind of like the back corner, right where the door is, is kind of where I am. So I've got my back to the track, but I'm standing right next to a group of people. And they were really nice. You know, they weren't giving me a hard time. They were just having a good time and drinking and talking and eating their little finger foods and all that bullshit. And so, but by the time the race starts, nobody's coming anymore because everybody's watching. This is it. This is the race because, you know, they race all day. But the Kentucky Derby is the last race of the day. It's like 5 o'clock, 5.30, something like that. And there, it had rained all day. And it, it, the, it, not only did it stop raining, but the sun broke out just for the race. And so I'm standing there. You know, boom, the gates open. I turn around and I'm watching the race. And it's a two-minute race. You know, so you got a little bit of time. So I'm kind of back and forth like, ah, they're coming around the first turn. You know, what do, what do I do? Am I, do I need to be standing here? And we turn, I turn back around because it's starting to get exciting. You know, they're, they're not at the final stretch, but they're on the back stretch. So it's really like, you know, going into that final turn, it's gearing up to be crazy because the all the other everybody's gearing up for the horses that break late in the final turn in the home stretch and so i turn around to see what's going on and it's starting to get wild people are yelling for their horses people are jumping up and down throwing tickets throwing their little the the booklets that they give you the the race flyer that shows you the breakdown of every race and the odds and the owners and the trainers and the riders and everything People are throwing those and they're smacking the walls with them, cheering and everything and smacking the, the thing. And it's really, it's, it's wild. If you've never been to like a, a big serious horse race like that, I highly encourage it because it's crazy. It's like watching people root for their team. It's like, and in that one moment, everybody's favorite football team is in the Super Bowl and their running back is making a game winning drive down the field. That's what it's like. The entire race, that is what it's like. But it heightens. It's like the running back makes it within like the 15 minutes, within the last 30 seconds of the race. It's when it gets real crazy. And so I'm watching it, and everybody's getting exciting, getting excited. And then as we go into the last quarter of or the last half of the term and into the final stretch, before I know it, I'm jumping up and down with these motherfuckers in their booth these rich people who I've never met before and I'm jumping up and down with them, you know, still got my uniform on cheering on these horses. Maybe one of them was theirs. I don't know that are coming in and 
dude, everybody's hyped. Everybody's excited. Everybody's like excited and like thinks it's awesome that I'm in there with them. It's so wild. And then the race was over and that was it. And then I stood around for a minute. We packed up and we went home, but it was like just a cool moment. I had no business being there. It's fucking nuts. These people didn't know me from anything. And I'm in there, you know, arms on shoulders and shit. And we're jumping up and down together, yelling and screaming and having a great time. I mean, that shit, you know, that's just a wild experience that not a lot of people get to have. And I certainly had no business being a part of it. A lot of people that I was there with working with, they didn't get to experience anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Hell, most people didn't even get to see the track. And I was up there with the, with ballers jumping up and down, down, you know? I don't know. It was cool. But my wife doesn't particularly like the, the Kentucky Derby because she thinks it's animal abuse, which, I mean, you know, whatever. Forcing the horses to run. Yeah, that's true. Horses do like to run, but do they like to be forced to run with somebody on their back for two hard-ass minutes? Eh, probably not. <laughs> Plus, there's all the negative connotations like an accident, like if a horse goes down with an injury or, you know, something like that. That's never good. You know what I'm saying? So she's very against it. So I will not be watching it. Um, it's a it's a cold and rainy day. It's in the 50s. It's probably not even going to hit 60 degrees today. I got one person so far coming to see my house. Fingers crossed they like it, and double fingers crossed I get more people before the end of the day. Um, I really think that we probably picked the worst possible weekend to list our, our house, or the worst week, rather, to list our house because it's been raining. So we listed it during the work week, and nobody wants to get out on a rainy day after work to go and see a house, you know. It's just I I wouldn't want to, you know. Plus, you also don't get the, the real grandeur of a place until the weather, like unless the weather is nice. And we have a big lot. We live backed up to farms. And so the real beauty of it shines when the sun is out and it's nice outside and everything is green and lush. You know, the, the yard's freshly cut. You know what I'm saying? So it smells fresh out there. That's what that's what you want to see. You want to see the best about a place, right? So you could really fall in love with it. Um, and so on top of that, it, today is the Derby, which means that people are going to be Derby partying, whether they're going to somebody's party or whether they're hosting one, you know, there's that. And then it's Mother's Day on Sunday and nobody wants to get out on Mother's Day because if you're buying a house, chances are you're buying a house as a family and nobody wants to be, everybody wants to enjoy the quote unquote holiday and not have a stressful day of buying and looking at houses because it is stressful to do that. It's, it's a lot to take into account, but next week is, it's going to be beautiful. And in the eighties, like every single day, I'm thinking really that's going to be our best chance. And, you know, I'm trying not to get, um, disheartened about, you know, the lack of, of views or whatever that we're getting. But, I mean, if you look at the analytics, you know, just the one website that I've gone to to see, you know, over a thousand people have looked at my house and uh, like 40 have saved it as a house to look at, you know, um, which I think, you know, that that builds confidence to me that there's, you know, I've only had three today will make four actual showings of it. 
but the fact that that 10 times is that like actually like it enough to save it i think that that helps i think that that is going to kind of carry us there so i'm really looking forward to it hopefully you know we get some positive looks and we can get it moved quickly um um, we got a couple of things to patch up on it this weekend. I got a contractor coming tomorrow to patch up some stuff for me and to move a light switch just to kind of clean it up a little bit, you know. And um, I got we got some touch-up painting work that we're going to do. I got some, some touch-up trim that I have to put down as well just to kind of help line things up. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, I don't know, just trying to stay positive, just saying – it hasn't even been a week yet, you know, we just, we're trying to move along, you know. I think that the problem with me is that, you know, all I, all you ever hear are the stories about people who are selling their house immediately. You know, my brother listed his house, he sold it the same day that they had it listed and they still had shit that they were doing to it, you know, like still, still improving it. And he sold it the day that they listed it. You know, when I, when my dad died last year and I listed his house, um, you know, we sold it the week that it was listed and we had like 10 offers, 15 offers on it to choose from, you know, I mean, so I think that that's, what's crushing me. That's what's so hard for me is that all I, all I know are the experience of somebody else. And that I already had of like, bam, it moved immediately. And so I, I'm, I expected my house to be like that. I want it to be like that. And of course it isn't, you know? Cause that's just the way that it goes, but I'm trying to stick with the fact that there's a lot of factors that are going into it. You know, there was a couple of easy targets for people to pick apart that they didn't like. Like I said, some of the stuff that were, that I'm fixing this weekend, um, there's that. And there's the fact that it's a weather and it's basically, I mean, in Kentucky, the Derby is basically a holiday. You know, nobody is at work right now because it's Derby Day. Everybody's getting ready to either do their Derby shit or they're going to the Derby or whatever, you know. And then Mother's Day, you know. I mean, those three major factors, the weather and the double holiday, I mean, you know, what do you expect? I, I don't know. And I'm trying not to bother my realtor with it too much, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, what are you doing to get people in here? Cause this is money for you too. You know, that's kind of the way that I'm also looking at it is like, I get it. You got other houses that you're showing fair enough, but like, what are you doing to get, to get this house moved? Because you're still, you stand to make money off this place, you know? So like, come on, like help me out here. This is going to be a decent chunk of change for you. You know, I don't, I can't remember. I mean, when they end up splitting it between everybody, I mean, I think that she stands to make, you know, like maybe three or four grand off of it, which, you know, is not a, a is not a boatload of money, but for something that you didn't have to do any work on, really, you know, you take the pictures, you do the listing, you're not even doing the showings, you know, you are, you help get some of the paperwork together, you know, really. You know, honestly, being a realtor is one of the best jobs uh, for you to do, especially at being if when you're a listing agent and not a buying agent. When you're a listing agent, I mean, that's what got to be one of the easiest jobs to have, you know. So 
But I know most of their bread and butter is off the buying side because that's when they get involved with, with people and, you know, they got to investigate and find homes and, you know, do all the shit like that. So, like I said, I'm trying not to lose, uh, lose faith in the process and just bank on the fact that it's a, it was a, it's a hard time. There's a couple of easy things to pick apart. The weather is no good. The holiday weekend, like, you know, it's a, like it was, it's just a, uh, the deck was kind of stacked against an early offer, you know, but like make no mistake, I'm willing to accept almost anything, you know, originally we had talked about just making enough money on it to break even. I mean, the house that we want to buy, we have to make money off of to be able to actually seriously put in for this, this house that we want, um, that we have made an offer on, but, um, you know, like I, we were originally not above accepting anything and I don't even have to accept what my offer is. If somebody wants to get competitive and underbid it to see, like, I don't necessarily mind, you know what I mean? Like it's, it is what it is. Um, I'm trying to get, you know, a reasonable like listing together for us to really like push it. So, um, I just want somebody to make an offer on it. That's going to make us enough money to be able to buy this house. That's really the big thing. So, all right, well, I'm going to get back to work in here. I think that's enough probably rambling for this morning. Probably uh, going to take tomorrow off from this little deal right here. Just cause like I said, I got stuff going on with the house and the family and everything like that. So, um, enjoy the, uh, if you're a Derby fans, enjoy the Derby. Um, Mother's Day on Sunday, be good to your moms, wives, any moms in your family, whatever, you know, have a, have a good weekend. Try to stay dry out there if you're in one of the wetter areas and, um, yeah, have a good one. All right. Deuces.